Welcome back, you big beautiful nerds. My name is Ollie. And I'm Jess. And we are Judging Nerd Culture. Culture? Culture. I said that we weird. We sure are. <laughs> we are Judging Nerd Culture. And today we're going to be talking judging about... Judging Nerd Culture. Culture. We only talk about Ashton Culture. <laughs> uh, except for today. Today's a special day because we're going to talk about Shang-Chi. And then next time we'll talk about Ashton Culture. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but first... I think it's time to talk about some things we heard this week. Okay. Also, let's be honest. This is a Brendan Fraser podcast. This is a Brendan Fraser. <laughs> Yo, Brendan Fraser's making a fucking comeback, and he deserves it. <laughs> Anyways, so things I heard this week. Uh, the only thing I'm going to bring up is something that you told me 20 minutes ago. <laughs> so there's a new game on Steam coming out tomorrow, I believe, called T- Time. Uh, tomorrow, as in... Tuesday, <laughs> uh, September 7th. That is correct. We are recording this at probably a different time. So you, when you listen to this, it's available on Steam. Yeah. Uh, time Melters. It's a strategy, time-controlling, period piece. Uh, <laughs> adventure. <laughs> tower defense, role-playing, witch adventure. <laughs> It's a lot of things, <laughs> but it seems pretty neat. Uh, from what I can tell, the general premise, <clears throat> based on a, a quick two-minute trailer that I, a couple-minute trailer that it has, is that you are a person who is going to be burned at the stake for being a witch. Uh, but something happened, something strange and magical took you and sa- sort of saved your life, and mm-hmm. then hordes of monsters attacked the world. And somehow it became your fucking job to deal with it. <laughs> and uh, that's done through like a tower defense mini game where you set up your defenses and then you yourself as the witch play the, the, the actual field and try to kill as many of the monsters as you can. Uh, but you will die. And eventually you shift time back, rewatch your gameplay, it seemed like, and then decide where to add more things and decide where to jump back in and take control as a second witch. With your previous self also still being there. So I'm assuming you play, you're play. you supposed to play through the same map a few times. Yeah. But uh, it looks pretty neat. Yeah, um, I thought it looked pretty cool too. That's why <laughs> I, I was like, oh, hey, Ali, this thing's coming out. Take yeah. a look. Yeah, it's a, it is uh, a very strange mix of so many different kinds of games mm-hmm. that I, I, I don't know how great it's going to be to play the first time, but I, I, I want to try it. I mean, parts of it just look pretty, too. Oh, yeah, the the, the trailer art mm-hmm. was real just colorful and vibrant. Uh, it has a very distinct art style. Yeah. Also, uh, zombies, except you're a witch. And that's <laughs> fucking cool. Yeah. Um, if we're talking about video games, I also, <clears throat> being a pretty big fan of cinema, um... Found out, uh, I'm sure it's, you know, known to the people who are, I don't know, more observant or spend more time uh, in that world, you know, in the world of video games. But it won't be coming out until 2023. Number two. Game two will not be coming out until 2023. And that makes me incredibly sad. (laughs) Uh, That does fill me with a uh, horrible sadness. I'm sorry. For you. Let's talk about something much more fun. Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi. 
Or as most people will say, Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi. So, because uh, Marvel does not like things to get too spoilery, so we're going to try to avoid too much spoilerificness. Yeah, especially since it just came out. It just came out. And we we don't want to spoil too much if you guys haven't seen it yet, because you should. Uh, But general premise of this particular movie is uh, child of... uh, of a ancient warrior yeah. uh, comes to America and then lives his life and eventually is pulled back into the life of uh, of kung fu and assassinations to save his sister and save his uh, mother's uh, ancestral home from his estranged father. <laughs> yeah, the best way to put it. Uh, yeah, with a little magic sprinkled in. Uh, yeah, it's the best kind of magic too. It's It's that reminiscent of like old school kung fu movie magic where it's just like where does that magic come from why are you floating while you kick does it matter no but it's yeah. great like at one point <laughs> at one point his mother uh, it's either his mother or his aunt his aunt uh they're doing like you know moves uh and the wind and the leaves are just like floating around them spinning around and i'm just like she's She's the Avatar, right? <laughs> like... She's just fucking airbending this. It's so good. <laughs> That's one thing I, I, I genuinely loved about this entire movie. Uh, I've told you this in the theater over there. I did not think the new generation of Marvel movies was actually going to be any good. Like, it did such a good job for 10 years setting up this whole thing, you know? And then that ended. And sure, the shows have been pretty fun, but like... I wasn't sure if the next couple movies were gonna gonna quite hit that <laughs> that reflex of awesome, but uh, this had a real sense of like awe and wonder, like everything was uh, genuinely felt kind of magical and interesting, and I wanted to learn more, uh, especially when Wong showed up. He was only there for a few minutes from a uh, from a uh, Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange, <clears throat> but dang it, I love Wong. <laughs> so good. I want him to be in more movies. Yeah. Why doesn't he get his own fucking movie? That's a good question. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the, the atmosphere and the uh, aesthetic and the general uh, like hopeful nature mm-hmm. almost of the movie is fantastic. Yeah, uh, I thought it was really cool. It was the best movie I've seen this year, probably. Um, I know I've seen. Some good movies this year, but I don't know. This one was, <clears throat> it had like a little bit of comedy, had like actual heartfelt stuff, and it had a little bit of magic, some really cool c- creatures that I was so into. <laughs> I was <laughs> so into the weird creatures uh, near the end of the movie. And uh, yeah, I-, I don't know. It was just really fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also can't understate the, the actors and the characters amazing yes um oh god okay so the movie shang chi and the Te- legend of the ten rings or is it just i think it's the legend of the ten rings yes yeah all right i got it it got me um, one so it had it over the weekend this labor day weekend it got 71 0.4 million dollars at the box office mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. is the second highest uh since quarantine or since covid and everything um <clears throat> and the first highest was obviously uh the, the new fast and the furious movie right <laughs> um who knows <laughs> um 
<laughs> and it, it is this, yeah, the second highest opening for any film released during uh, a pandemic and the highest of any film during Labor Day weekend. Hell yeah. Because apparently <laughs> people just don't care about Labor Day movies. Yeah, I mean... Also, what a weird time to release it if you know that's a trend. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, internationally, it also got uh, another 56 million in ticket sales. So in total, uh, for the whole weekend, $127.6 million. Mm-hmm. The, with the way that this movie celebrates, uh, I'm going to say Asian culture because I'm not, I can't specify which ones are, are particularly prominent. I know that there is a good chunk where they actually go to China and yes. do some stuff there. But uh, I'm not uh, particularly great at identifying Asian culture, so I wasn't going to be too specific. But the, there's such an integration, it's such a celebration of those cultures that this is going to do freaking great over there. Well, yeah. I mean, even here in America, like, there are so many movies that have kind of, I don't know, not not reached their potential <clears throat> where they could have had really great opportunities to have that representation, that Asian representation, or like, you know, just to, to be respectful, and they, they didn't, <laughs> you know? Um, <clears throat> like... I I skimmed uh, I know, <laughs> but I did I, I skimmed an article um, of Aquafina, the one who plays the best friend slash hopeful hopeful of interest. Um, uh, she plays Katie, who uh, is really great. And I read an article about people were being a, a little spicy, a little uh, frustrated about something that she had said about not wanting to take a role as uh, an Asian person uh, just to, like, play into stereotypes and, like, make her culture and her, excuse me, her people like a, just like a character because they're real people and not everybody in the Asian community has a really thick, stereotypical uh, accent. Some of them just have American accents because they're American, you know? Yeah. And, I mean, as a white person, <laughs> I, you know, when people are making fun of white people in TV, it's just, you know, the redneck, yeehaw, America sort of thing. Um, but, like, that doesn't, that doesn't get to me because... In so many other movies, we are the main characters. We are the the heroes, you know. We are Captain America. We are, you know, the Iron Man. We're the big heads of, you know, entertainment. And I think it's really cool that she is trying to uh, make a difference and <clears throat> that she, you know, wants that representation. And I think this movie... That's so cool. <laughs> and I think it, with, you know, the whole cast basically being uh, from Asian descent is pretty awesome because you don't see that a lot. Besides Crazy Rich Asians, this is, I think, one of the only, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong or, like, if I, in anything that I've said has been offensive or anything, but I think this is, like, the second movie that has, like, in a very positive, respectful way, shown the Asian community 
and like giving them uh, the spotlight. Yeah, at least specifically, you know, American-made. Yes. Uh, well, yeah, that's what I meant. I know, but... It's an American movie. <laughs> obviously. Uh, I just mean to say that, uh, like, there's plenty of movies, obviously, that, that show representation of this and that, but, like, it doesn't reach the the Americans at large because it's not portrayed as like an American movie mm-hmm. like uh what the movie that a couple of years ago that was huge uh Parasite mm-hmm. like it won awards for being the best fucking movie but there was a, a lot of people who argued against it because they're like that was a foreign movie it shouldn't have been a thing yeah. people <clears throat> they didn't even go watch it because it was subtitles of it was a foreign movie or whatever yeah because like, people in America are like oh I don't want to read and it's like okay. Uh, Come on, like yeah. <laughs> it's a good movie. Like read a little bit. It's not that hard. It's not that difficult. But the they like uh, the fact that this is an American made movie with focusing on Asian culture is a big deal because otherwise they're not gonna pay attention to it mm-hmm. because Americans are so self centered. I think another thing, it, like you know, in other countries, not just you know Asian ones, they're meant like in school it is required for them to also learn english as well as their own language but here it's like mm, well you know we, we have the english classes and everything and you can take a french class or you could take a german or you could take spanish but it's not really the big of a deal and whatever and it's like we're the only <laughs> lame place that's like, don't worry about anybody else. Think of only yourself and only your culture. And it's like, we're white? What culture? But also, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. I I think that should change. But I, I think it's also a part of, like, you know, once you're older, you don't want to read when you watch Parasite because, you know, you want to hear the English words back at you. But, like, you know, they play... I don't know. Uh, Fast and the Furious, they play that in, in like, Japan. They're either going to have subtitles or they're going to have people speaking Japanese over it. Um, Or they'll have to, you know, just listen to it in English and understand the words because they've learned it. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. I think... I didn't say that very concise and very well, but I think I'm getting my point across. <laughs> I, I think it's I think it's across plenty. Like uh, people in Japan, they don't get the you know special. You get to have subtitles or not, sort of thing. But a lot of times, they just know English and watch the movie. But here, we're like, oh, subtitles or nothing, or like English or nothing is what I mean. Right. Yeah. No. You're you're right, and that's just kind of how we do around here Mm -hmm. which is why things like this and things like black panther that were so uh of another culture are a big deal because yeah uh while those cultures are obviously shown in a lot of movies theaters throughout the world here in the states you don't you don't see that shit and that's sucks yeah so favorite character favorite character wong no (laughs) (laughs) Um, favorite character in every marvel you know (laughs) weirdly enough I really did like Sean. Yeah, Shang Chi. Shang Chi. Um, uh, no, he he was good. Like I, I think he was a great leading man. Yeah, I don't think he's my favorite character though. I, I mean, I know who my favorite character <laughs> is. My favorite character is either Morris. 
Oh, Morris. <laughs> Fuck. If you watch the if you watch the movie, you will find out who and exactly what Morris is, or even just a quick online search. You'll you'll find it. Um, as, as cutest freaking little guy. Um, but yeah, no, Aquafina, her character, uh, Katie is the best. One hundred percent, Katie is my favorite character. Yes. She like don't get me wrong. She didn't steal the show because everyone held their own. Like. They, they all did a pretty good job of being interesting in, in their own right. But if at one point they're like, ah, it's uh, we have a new movie for, for Katie, and she's going to become a cool kung fu archer, I'll watch the shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so Aquafina, I have seen her in this movie, and uh, I, was, I was trying to mess with your tablet to remind myself of the of the movie but it's a it's another disney movie uh the one that recently came out with uh, the dragons yeah um <laughs> i can look it up a moment raya and the last dragon yes she's in the spongebob movie what the heck anyway sorry <laughs> everyone makes mistakes it's okay everyone makes mistakes everyone has those days um so <laughs> yes so she's in uh raya raya right raya and the last dragon and she is the dragon yeah and when you see her in that animated film is is great it's actually it's really good it's um fun. but then you see her act in um this one in uh Oh my god, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm I'm blanking. Um, when you see her in Shang-Chi, she is basically like like the same character, you know? She's really funny, she's really sweet. Um and I don't know, she just two two dragon movies and she is the star of both. <laughs> Heck yeah. Uh, uh, so yeah, she she Katie was a lot of fun. Uh Katie's whole character is just like uh a very talented lady who doesn't put her skills to any real use other than just kind of surviving. Yeah, being the best valet that, <laughs> what, like, San Diego, Los Angeles, whatever, yeah. California, so, uh, somewhere in California, it is all the same, um, <laughs> uh, that, that California has ever seen. The best valet. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shang-Chi also is a, a pretty good valet, and uh, apparently uh, has hidden his... <laughs> His weird martial arts powers for years, and that's that's really the whole purpose of the show. It's just these two kind of uh, walking through this world of like weird assassins and kung fu magic and all this bullshit. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, "Well, this wasn't normal. This wasn't our normal <laughs> a week ago. This yeah. is weird. She's going south." Uh, but the other main character is uh, what was her name? There he is. Uh, Sean. It's her, his sister. What? Um, I forgot. Her. It's right. It's right there. It's like Jailing. Jailing. Okay. Jailing. I forgot how to pronounce it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just thought you didn't know where it was. <laughs> it's right. It's right there. <laughs> no, I got it. I just didn't realize. I was just looking at it. Th- thought myself. I could be wrong. I very well could be pronouncing it wrong. I almost certainly will be pronouncing it wrong at some point. But no, I I love Jailing. 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 Uh, no, I liked her character a lot because uh, one of the major aspects of her character is just a, a very strong like feminist slant on 
was forced to be was raised in a very uh, masculine, uh, overpowering sort of uh, community, <laughs> and was not really allowed to do a lot of the same thing that everyone else was doing. Uh, but instead, she just kind of watched and was like, "I can do that." Yeah, and she <laughs> taught herself how to be one of the best fighters. <laughs> and it's just it's hella rad. That's cool. Yeah. Plus, she uses a weapon that I've always adored, and uh, I know that the only na- the name that I know it by is not its real name, but it's basically just uh, a knife on a rope, and that's fucking cool. Yeah, <laughs> and after um, you know, after she's been in this crappy situation, she escapes and becomes a a powerful woman herself. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, like she runs a fight club like not just any fight club like an underground meta human uh huge fight club it is cool it's a lot of fun and uh, i'm excited to see with where her character goes at the end what happens next for her where she comes back is uh is meta human dc or that is that is dc you're right yeah, I don't fucking have superhuman, whatever. Yeah, I'm gonna say, mm, metahuman. That's from the Flash. Um, that, that is DC. Now, in, in Marvel, there's, well, there's mutants, there's X Men, specifically mutants or whatever, that is also inhumans, which are like alien affected people, and then there's, uh, oh, there's another one. Yeah, you know, I really appreciate that DC was just like, you know what? Anybody who's kind of weird, let's just call them metahumans because. <laughs> They're, Otherwise, it gets too complicated. Yeah, there's almost human, and then there's alien, and then there's human. <laughs> <laughs> I can deal with that. Uh, but yeah, she runs a super-powered underground fight club, and that's cool. And uh, yeah, the, the the interactions between her, her brother, and Katie honestly just feel really right. And they, they all, uh, actors-wise, <clears throat> the actors themselves, have uh, really great chemistry. Mm-hmm. And there's there's a couple moments throughout the movie where I can't tell if uh, Katie's supposed to be the love interest for Sean or for his sister, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say which side I lean on. I'm just saying I think I have a preference. <laughs> I think there was they both all had great chemistry, but I think a couple of them had a better chemistry in certain scenes. But that's just me. <laughs> and I'm not gonna specify. They they all have really great chemistry. And it's like on one hand you want you want Katie and Zhao Ling to be together because they have like this very powerful lady power couple vibe. Um, especially with uh the sister because I don't know, because she's she's powerful. She runs a, this underground fight club and then like having her date this really dorky kinda uh quirky, funny valet driver is hilarious to me but they also just kind of as the kids say vibe real well together um (laughs) like uh like i think the scene you were talking about is when um aquafina when when katie is telling her like you know so i'm so sorry you had to like live like this or whatever and like now you I I don't remember the the exact conversation, but they she's she's just basically saying like you are ba like what you did was awesome, and Jalin is kind of like hmm thanks like <laughs> <laughs> and it's a very cute scene that's like they respect each other, but it's also like if you want to put a little more like sprinkle a little more of your own imagination on there, it could be a little flirty too mm-hmm. in a way, um, but on the other hand, it's like they. 
Sean and Katie have been friends for so long and, you know, it's that stereotypical cute little friendship turns to love sort of story. Right. And that's, that's the thing. And I'm not sure if this is this might be considered a light spoiler, so light spoiler warning. Uh, there is no decisive love interest at the end. Like, no, there's not. There's no final kiss before whatever. There's no any of that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of neat. I mean, I personally, I love I love love interests in movies. I love when there's a character. I love when characters get together just because I'm like that. And personally, I do think you should make out with your friends. I always support, <laughs> I was a proponent of it. If you haven't made out with your friend, are you really friends? Exactly. It's it's almost a necessity. I have a lot of people I'm not friends with, apparently. <laughs> uh, that being said, if they if they go down the route of just being friends, mm-hmm. but they make out, that's fine. But that's not a thing that we're going to see in, in these movies. Yeah. Uh, so the fact that they didn't implies, because of what we're working with here, that they remain just as friends. And that's cool, just because you don't really see that yeah. in... Uh, in movies, if they're if, like it, it opened with these two characters, and immediately it was like, okay, they're gonna. Yeah, it's, it's like eventually, because like her grandma is like talking to him, like, oh, when are you gonna marry my granddaughter? And he's like, we're just friends, we're just friends. We're not even dating. We're talking about marriage. Mm-hmm. And so it, it it definitely tries to make you think that you know, pretty early on, yeah, eventually these two will be together. But I mean, maybe not, because. Like you said, at the end, they're, they're just nothing has happened because obviously they've been focused on more important problems, <laughs> um, uh, possible world-ending problems, and uh, he he doesn't want to think about trying to romance anyone right now, and neither does she, and especially since they're friends, and it'd be complicated, and yeah. But whenever you see the male and female friendship in a movie, it always turns out to end up in in love in like a romantic relationship or at some point you know they try it and it doesn't work out mm-hmm. and it's it's just it would be nice to see it just be friends yeah and it again if Aquafina and uh if Katie and Jialing if those characters don't end up together uh that's fine too because whenever the male and female love uh, main characters don't get together it's because one of them's gay yeah. Like, that's kind of the de facto go-to. But it'd be neat if they were just like, no, nah, I just didn't want to. Yeah. And it's like, I don't have to be gay to not like you. I just yeah. don't like you. Like, I don't have to have an excuse. You're my best friend, but I don't romantically love you. Like, that's okay. You are my friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. That being said, uh, any final uh, bits of interest you want to talk about or any uh, personally... Uh, any in any thematic bits that you're really interested in, or just anything you want to say about this lovely movie? Um, I think people will really enjoy the movie if uh, they give it a chance and if they are willing to read a little bit in the beginning. Um, I don't know. I, I keep bringing that up just because I know so many people who have missed out on so many good movies because they're for lack of better words, lazy. (laughs) Because they're a little lazy and they don't want to read. I understand some people can't read or, you know, have, don't have the ability to to read that fast or that well. But, like, the people who can and then just say, like, oh, I don't want to because I have to read. That's, come on. Mm -hmm. Come on. (laughs) Um, But I I, I do think people would really like this movie. It was really fun. And uh, 
had a lot of cool like older kung fu looking stuff like uh it, yeah, I, I I'm trying. I was trying to think of a movie for an example, <laughs> but um, I know there is a like is it Enter the Dragon or is that Bruce Lee or Jet Li or something? I don't. Uh, I'm not very well versed in kung fu movies, but it did look very you know old fashioned type of kung fu fighting, uh, which was really cool and a little magical, which I'm always down for, especially when there's weird creatures involved. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't like the movie, it's at least worth it to watch until about mid-middle of it so you can see the really cool creatures that they find. Um, also, on, on that note, uh, when we were sitting there, a, um, a creature shows up uh, on the screen and a kid behind us yelled, That's a Pokemon! Yes, he did. <laughs> uh, which, in his, in his defense, uh, Ninetales is obviously based on a Kitsune, and that's what that was. But boy, howdy, that That, that, that was me. pretty good. Because <laughs> he, well, he's not wrong. Yeah. He's not right, but he's not wrong. He's, he's, he's this close. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, shit. Some of my favorite parts were the were the endings was was in the ending where you know there were all of these creatures and like the big fight and the dragon and um so I I can't say too much but yeah it's uh my favorite parts are the weird creatures because I just dig that mm-hmm. yeah it was a lot and fun. the cool fighting I think uh Sean the his actor um I'm gonna pronounce it wrong uh. Simu, Simolu, Simolu, Simolu. If somebody knows how to say it, please let me know. Um, but I feel like he should be the next like star, um, uh, the next big Marvel star, the next big, you know, uh, gosh, I don't know, just just the next big thing because he's he was great acting. He was great in the way he fought. Um, I don't know, I just had a really fun time watching the movie, and I'm rambling, and I've probably rambled a lot in this episode, so I apologize. Um, I am just having diarrhea of the mouth. Um, so, oh my gosh, you're gonna look up how to pronounce it? Yeah, just a quick, uh, just a great moment, let's see how to pronounce his name, according to YouTube. Simu Liu, Simu Liu, pretty straightforward, once you know, Simu Okay, so Simu Liu. Cool. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think he is really great and should be the next big thing. Like, I mean, there's no more Captain America. There's no more Iron Man. Obviously, they're, you know... Uh, and I mean, not obviously, but I'm assuming they are going to be having replacements. Um, well, we or, know Captain America that they have the replacement. Yes. Iron Man, you, we can assume eventually, but right now, uh, in the comics, their replacement is Ironheart eventually, mm-hmm. and then some other people, but uh, I don't know. But uh, I, what, what I'm saying is that he should be the next Iron Man, the next Captain America, as in the next like super popular, really great <laughs> um, character. I think even uh, in, in, in the world of the Marvel, uh, I think that could also work like the, the next core of the team. Yes. It seems like whatever they're setting up with the ending of this and whatever else they're doing with the uh, the Disney TV shows on on Disney Plus, mm-hmm. it seems like they're setting up a much more magical 
Yeah, especially mm. with uh, the Eternals that is going to be happening soon. Yeah, more mystical and magical. Mm-hmm. Uh, with uh, Even with the Spider-Man trailer that came out, it's going to be very uh, Doctor Strange connected. Uh, so it seems as though they're going to create maybe the, the magical Marvel team. And uh, a character like him would be a really great uh, leader or if not, you know, centerful yeah. of that team. Yeah, the heart of the team. Because it definitely can't be Stephen Strange. No one can no. possibly like him. He... You can like him, but you can acknowledge he's not the heart of the no, team. No, no. Maybe he's the brains, but he does not care. Like, <laughs> all he cares about is looking cool and being powerful. Um, <laughs> do you have any last thoughts about the movie? Uh, yeah, just two things. One, I thought that in terms of, like, a consistent thematic tone, I think this movie did a lot better than a lot of other Marvel movies, to be honest. Uh, in that there was always this, the 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 focus of the movie was always the children and their dad, and the, the fact that they both both generations want the same thing, but don't see, but don't they they can see that they're the that the word looking for is not actually the same. Like <laughs> they want the same thing, but they understand they need to go in different directions and. It's it's about kind of uh, overcoming the previous generation, telling them they're wrong and that they need to fix things and all this stuff. And it did it in a in a way that's about fantasy and magic and monsters and whatever else, without you know getting too heavy handed on that that sort of stuff. And uh, it, despite being so large in scale, because at one point the world is in danger, it is still just a very family oriented. Dad, you're wrong. <laughs> you really are wrong. Uh, movie, and I I thought that was impressive. Yeah, very uh, good. Also, the dad is a good villain. Yes, he's a good villain in a way that's like he's not uh, really a villain anymore. Yeah. But he's just sad. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's not. Uh, so I'm gonna compare him to like Killmonger in that I enjoyed him as a character because mm-hmm. a lot of Marvel character, a lot of Marvel villains aren't very memorable but but this one in killmonger yeah of chef's kiss <laughs> i think it's because they both have so much like personality yeah to them. they have heart because like they believe in what they're doing and it's like weirdly for a good cause and like they're mm. they are trying to do what they think is right no even how, though it's <laughs> yeah it gets a little twisted and fucked up killmonger does kind of promote uh, a little bit of world war <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's not great <laughs> but i mean he has a point. Wrong about everything, and that's that's kind of the the feel that you get with this guy too. It's just like he's not he doesn't want like rampant murder or whatever. He's not being the villain. He has a goal and he needs to make it happen for various reasons. And it it just felt very human and very real. Uh, so yeah, I, I really enjoyed him, and that, that's all I got. All right. Well. Want to wrap this up? Yeah, I would give the movie a 10 out of 10. Hell yeah. Solid 10. Uh, maybe we'll watch back in a few months and it'll be like a 9 or an 8. But for now, just off the toes of it, solid 10. Oh yeah, 10 out of 10. Um, go see it at your local theater. Don't stream it. Yeah, don't definitely. don't Don't stream it from Disney. Like, come on. Watch this, watch this one on a big screen because it is a lot of fun. Yeah. It's it's better. It's just better to see on a big screen, and also support your local theater instead of the uh, <laughs> giant 
<laughs> the giant titan that is Disney. I mean, you're already going to support him anyways, but like, help yeah. out the theater. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's enough of that. How about we wrap this up with a bird fact? I mean, I still haven't found a noise to transition, so I guess that's going to have to do. <laughs> so, <laughs> pigeons are in a family Columbidae. Columbidae? Columbidae, yes. Columbus um, Day. 255 species of pigeons are found in most parts of the world, except for polar and subpolar regions and some oceanic islands. But the main fact you need to know that everybody should know is this. <clears throat> so, the young are helpless when first hatched and sparsely covered with a filamentous down. I think I pronounced that wrong. Uh, <laughs> they are fed by both parents for the first few days on pigeon's milk. So, when I first read that, I thought... Pigeon tips. Pigeon boobies? Exactly. Um, so, but pigeon's milk is a curd-like material secreted by special cells lining the crop. What is the crop, you ask? I don't know. I think um, it's the throat. <laughs> this is scooped up by the broad, soft bill of the young inserted deeply into the parent's mouth to obtain the regurgitated material, and gradually uh, it is supplemented by... Uh, regurgitated food instead of uh, cottage cheese. Instead um, of self-made, so, internalized self-made cottage cheese. So very strange. Um, I just uh, I don't I don't know what to say about it. I didn't know pigeon's milk existed. Um, yeah, if you see it on the shelf, don't get it. It's disgusting. Yeah. Um, it's not good. Not good. Not good. Not good. Um. Well, what a note to end on. There you on. go, there you go. Pigeons, uh, pigeons uh, secrete curd-like milky stuff that their babies eat. They babies, baby, baby pigeons don't start off just eating willy-nilly. <laughs> they got, they gotta have their milk too. Gotta get their pigeons milk in. Uh, all right, that's it for us, folks. Thanks for listening. Uh, stay tuned to the YouTube channel for whatever else we got. You know, what other projects we have going on. There's uh, a D&D actual play going on over there, as well as a Terramai actual play that is also in conjunction with a, another podcast that you can watch there. Uh, and yeah, all sorts of projects coming down the line. Uh, thank you for watching. I hope you have a great day. We love you.